0: In the name of Jesus, amen. When was the last time that you wrestled with God? You might look at me and say, "Well, pastor, I've never done that. We don't wrestle with God. We pray all the time, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. I call that hogwash if you give me that answer because you and I have all wrestled and we have all struggled with God And the fight and the wrestle has been real, and it's been hard, and it has been dirty, hasn't it? It seems at times as if we live out our lives as Christians, as people who come to church, who express our faith in God and all the wondrous works that he's done for us, that God at times is not listening to us or answering our prayers. That is why we have Lent. Lent has three main focuses throughout this season of penitence. It is that of prayer, of fasting, and of giving. And today we focus all on that great and wondrous gift called prayer. But if you are to dare to enter into prayer with God, it is a toe-to-toe fight with Him. You may not see it that way. You may not exactly think of it that way, but it is. Because how many of us have said our prayers and have had them not answered how many of us have sat there and looked at our situation in life maybe it's our own personal life or it's the life of a loved one a friend or even this community our nation in this world and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed some more and then you just give up because it seems as if God just doesn't care seems as if god just doesn't want to listen it seems that if god does not want to listen to your specific requests and your pleas this is the problem that we have at times with god where we look at prayer and god as if he is some sort of genie some sort of magic genie that if we just say the right prayer say the right types of things to god maybe we do something like rub the bottle just the right way he'll grant us these wishes according to our desires. That is not the case. Our relationship with God and the life of prayer sometimes can be downright difficult. Sometimes it's a fight. Sometimes it's a fight that maybe you don't want to entertain. Sometimes it's something where you say, I just give up, I'm not going to talk anymore. But you'll notice all throughout Scripture when Jesus talks about prayer, he talks about it in a manner where it's over and over and over again. It's something that we continuously do day in and day out. In Luke chapter 11, he gives a couple of different examples of that, of a person who is in bed with his children at night, and somebody comes in the middle of the night and knocks on the door and says, I have company, I need, I need food. I need food, and the person who's in bed says, I can't get out of bed. I'm in my bed with my kids. It's the middle of the night, and that person continues to keep knocking until finally that person who's in bed gets up and gives the person what they need. Prayer is about being persistent. Persistent in our prayers, persistent in our asking of God. But sometimes, as I just mentioned, it means that sometimes we roll in the dirt with God, it's a fight. It doesn't seem right, though. But if you look at our Old Testament reading today with Jacob, you can understand this, and even this Canaanite woman in our gospel reading. Jacob is down in the dirt. He's getting battered and bruised by God. This is an absolutely amazing text. This is not God being all flowery and happy with puppy dogs and rainbows. This is God actually coming down Looking and acting just like us, and wrestling in the dirt with Jacob. Finally, we can see what God's really made of. He leaves his throne in heaven for the dirt, and he wrestles with Jacob. Jacob should not be our first choice to enter into this wrestling match. He's got too much sin in him. Go back and look at the life of Jacob. He's a coward and he's a user. There's so many things that he does with his family in terms of manipulating and lying to them that his life could be a great TV reality show for how not to live. He's married with two women and he has a couple of more co-wives and his family is so fractured through lies and deceit and sin. This is not the guy that we should look at as our champion to enter into the ring with God. And even more so, he may say, why does God even agree to this kind of match? Why does God even agree to do this? Why does he come down from heaven and meet Jacob under the cover of darkness? It's not like he has to. It's not like God even has to listen to our prayers. But he does. He does. He shows up and he takes on Jacob and he takes on us in our struggles our thoughts, our fears, and our doubts. And this wrestling match ensues. It begins to begin a bigger fight. And you'll notice that as things continue on, Jacob begins to prevail. Even as God does that nasty little touching of the thigh and taking his leg out of joint, Jacob begins to prevail. He begins to dominate over God in this match here is Jacob, here is you, here is me. All of my anger, all of my frustration, all of my fears are brought into this life of prayer and this wrestling match with God. All the fractures of our community, our country, our families are all brought into this. All of the loneliness, all of the hatred found in my life, all of the feelings of worthlessness, Are all brought to the mat with God as we pray out. Hear us, Father, as we pray. All the junk that I hate about myself, it's all embodied in Jacob and in us as we go toe to toe with God. And that is the true miracle of all of this with prayer. God lets us win. And He's not going to simply just go away. God sees the sun rising, and he says, let me go, and you'll notice what Jacob does. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh. not quite yet. Not until you bless me. How arrogant, you might say. This seems rather bold of Jacob. I mean, after all, God is letting him live. God is letting him win. What's this have to do with anything? This shows us where God wants to be, in the dirt, in the grime, in the struggles and fears of our lives, not only wrestling with us, but embracing us. This shows us exactly what Jesus would end up doing on the cross for three hours. As the world was covered in darkness, he would allow sin to have its way with him, your sin and mine all of our sins piled on, to Jesus, piled on to Jesus a mile high and a mile wide, all piled up to him so that as he is even on the cross, he cries out to his father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you'll notice that as Jesus prays out that prayer, there is silence because the father's will is to pour out his wrath onto Jesus rather than you. The Father's will is that Jesus would become the biggest loser in this epic battle of sin, death, and the devil, so that you and I may have the victory and be alive and redeemed. Rather than one who gives out the name of Jacob, God looks at Jacob and says, your name will now be Israel, for you have wrestled with God and that is exactly who you are in your baptism. God has given you his new name. We are now the new Israel. We are no longer counted as sinners, but we are now counted as freed and redeemed children of God. You are now given the name of holy, innocent, righteous, blameless in his sight. You are called Israel, yes, because you wrestle with God, but God does not prevail. He does not prevail. He loses everything so that you and I may gain everything. This is a game changer for us because it's a name changer for us. And who of us could ever see how God works in this way? But that's what he does. Show me any other religion in the world that speaks of God or God's this way. Coming down to take on his creation coming and becoming one with his creation, coming down and taking on of all of our sin, our sorrow, our shame, our guilt, coming on and saying, I will wrestle with you at times, but I will let you also prevail. That night with Jacob and Israel, as it was found in darkness, there would be light, light rising with a blessing light rising with Jacob being freed and blessed to continue on no matter how messed up his life had been. And the same goes for you and for me. As God has wrestled with us on the cross from noon to three in the midst of darkness, that glorious Easter sunrise has occurred and you are now declared free and victorious from sin death and the grave because Jesus has gone to the mat for you he's gone the mat to the mat with you and as he loses you and I win there is no God like the God found on Good Friday a wrestling Friday a fighting Friday the Friday that shows us what God is really made of mercy and unlimited love for you. So if we want to know the true mercies of God as we struggle and wrestle and pray and pray and pray some more, that wonderful gift is given in that he listens to you over and over and over again. But our biggest fear, our biggest need, has already been taken care of because he has given you and everyone else his kingdom of righteousness. He is the God who loses all that we might gain all. Here is God who has nothing up his sleeve but a heart that pulses with blood for you and for me that will be shed so that you might be called his beloved children, children of God. In prayer, we encounter God face to face and he listens, even though at times we wrestle. He loses so that ours may become the victory because he is the one who has defeated all sin, death, and sorrow for you. He is the one who has lost all so that you may receive everything that he has given to you in his gracious kingdom. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.